You are listening to Ducks Hockey on Fire, your official home for Anaheim Ducks fan talk. Coach P and Hank discuss all the latest in Anaheim Ducks news, results, standings, and anything else Anaheim Ducks hockey related. How are we doing, Ducks fans? Well, today is December 28th, 2017, as we come close to the new year and, and the Ducks uh, come back from the Christmas break last night against the Vegas Golden Knights to a sold-out Honda Center. And uh, I guess we got some coal in our stocking because it was four to one as a final Golden Knights, and and uh, you know we we looked good from the start, but couldn't finish the job. The Ducks just had it in their mind that when Ryan Kessler got back, and it was this is great news that he's back in the lineup. He looked pretty good last night, but I think everybody built it up in their mind that when he got back, it was going to be the aha moment for the Anaheim Ducks. And they found out last night that no matter who's in the lineup. They have to play hard. And it's n- it's not that they didn't play hard. I think we found out that the collective efforts of, and you and I talked before we got on air here, uh, the collective efforts of the Vegas Knights have really b- turned them into quite a team. You know, uh, there's no superstar there, is there? No, I, I mean, the guy the guy you look at really is, is the real deal, James Neal. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, had success in the past with Pittsburgh and and Dallas, and uh, and obviously with Nashville last year, getting close to to the cup again. And um, he's a guy that I think people rally around and kind of look to to model their game after. But you're right. I mean, as we talked about before we got on here this morning, there really is no uh, no guy that that's kind of carrying their team. Everybody's chipping in goals. Everybody's chipping in points. Um, you know, a guy like uh, Carrier Carrier or Carrier. I don't know how you pronounce that name. He's injured right now, but he's having you know he's having a big impact How about Cody uh, on their team. Who's that, Cody Eakin? Yeah, yeah love I him. Just, I mean, just, uh, just a worker, smart, crafty hockey player, and gets the job done. You know, when it comes to puck possession in the offensive zone, he's one of those players too that uh, he gets it and moves it. And and uh, I don't know. There, there's some really interesting players that they have. A smart goal. Was it him who scored last night? Yep. Yeah. Um, when Lindholm lost the breakdown, who was well, it? Well, Lindholm leaned the wrong way. It's that's just yeah, it, yeah. it's interesting to watch a, a simple play like that and how much it hurts that you get a player that leans the wrong direction and Eakin gets the puck and streaks in off the right side and beats Gibson low to his glove side. And it was just a, it was a great shot. It was a great release, but he got himself enough space so he could take that. shot shot just because Hampus Lindholm leaned the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and it's a smart, it's a smart shot, shot, too, for me. You, you, know, you know, just, you know, on, you know, on, on, the, on, the, on the breakaway, um, um, yeah, always, 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 always a good, a good look, look to go five, five hole, and then they buried, they buried it. it. But, but I, you, know, I, you know, I, I want to talk about the Ducks start, start because, because they came out and we looked solid the first seven minutes of that game. Um you know, maybe, you know, maybe even, even maybe a little, little bit more, more. but I mean, we, we looked really, 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 really good. good. Everybody, Everybody was, was making, making little plays around the puck, supporting the passes, passes, getting, getting open, open, getting, getting into space, space. And, and then, uh, uh, you know, as Ketzloff said, said after the game, he said, you know, you know we, we flat out quit playing, and and that's that's it. You know, it was it was one and done, one period, and we kind of threw in the towel. So you never like to see that. We kind of we, we've been clicking recently with two big wins in in the uh, in New York and, and then in Pittsburgh over the defending champs. Look great in those games. It's just it's now the time of year where you need that to be consistent night in night out. Well, the only thing I really didn't like, and I, and I agree. I think the first period was really solid. In fact, I texted you last night off to a great start. Yeah. 
the only thing that I didn't like out of the whole night last night, other than the fact that maybe the second and third period were not great defensively. I thought there was some good zone presence, some good zone time, some good puck movement, some good some good opportunities here or there. But I surely didn't like Shea Theodore and David Perron scoring goals. No, and and Theodore's goal. I mean, look, that's 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 a quick decision that Bieksa has to make. You know, he's he's got a guy that's driving in the slot, and he can defend him, tie up his stick, or let and then let Gibby take the shot, which he you know he did, or you can get in the lane of Theodore's shot. And I think he just had too much time. You know, I think he made the wrong choice there, and and you need to get in front of that or get a stick on it or something, because a guy like Shea Theodore, we all know, you know, the offensive prowess that he has and uh that was a heck of a shot i mean that was that was unreal so uh those defensive you know goals are or de- defensive plays where you need to stop a goal are, are crucial and uh especially on a guy like that you know just Perron, yeah i don't i don't like to see him score we had three former ducks score against us last night carlson Perron, and theodore yep. so biting us a little bit yep well there's this is a little something I want to throw at you. We've talked about it before. I surely don't like it when Bieksa and Boshimi are in the lineup together. I think they're the same player. I think they bring the same thing. And when they're both in the lineup, I just don't think it's it's right for the Ducks. I agree. You know, I I think... Uh I think you're you're dead on with the kind of game they play. They're just a right-handed and left-handed player of the same style. Um, they bring the same. They bring the same leadership. Don't get me wrong. Like I think they they both have really good leadership qualities, but I don't think that they can be on, uh, in the lineup together. And you take a look. Bieksa had 21 minutes on 21:49 on the ice, and Beauchemin had uh, 16 minutes on the ice. Yeah, and and you know. For what it's worth, Bosch is having a pretty decent season in his kind of his uh, farewell tour. Um, but, you know, I think you're right. I think you maybe have a night when you have Baxa in the lineup. Um, I think you put in a guy like Walensky or, you know, give. I mean, Holzer has not played in a long time. And, uh, you know, he's been a bit of a stalwart on a, on our D when we need him. I like, I like Holzer. I like the way he plays the game. I don't think he's ever, you know, He's ever going to be a guy that's going to take us anywhere, but he's a solid, you know, depth guy to throw in the lineup when, you know, when you need to kind of change things up. And, uh, yeah, Bieksa, he, he's, Bieksa is also not a guy that's going to play 42 games in a season or 41. Be, you know, Boschman signed this deal in the offseason kind of knowing that he might be doing that. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm Randy or, or Bob Murray, you know, maybe they, maybe they kind of, you know, focus things going down the stretch here and, uh, you know, manage that ice time between the two of them because you're right; it's it doesn't really help you when you have two of the same player on the ice. And then Josh Manson didn't have his best game of the year last night. And then Montour was, especially when we got down, he was all over the ice. He was trying to jump up. He was in on the attack, which is great. If that's you know if that's what his job is, then he's got to do that. If that's what uh, RC and the gang are telling him uh, in the locker room to do great but at at one point he was I saw one shift that I really didn't like where he 
it was up in the play, went down the right wall, chipped the puck deep, and then and then he got back out, and then again he cut up the ice, got into the offensive attack, and so there was two times that he was up into the play, and then he couldn't make it back, and he went for a change as the puck's going back down. As a defenseman, that's that's not good. I mean, if if I'm the coaching staff and he's coming back to the bench, and he's and he's not getting his butt back into the play as the other team's attacking and he's going for a change uh, I'm all over him on that one there's just no way that you can do that if if you're going to go up if you're going to do the crime and get up the ice and attack you got to do the time by getting your butt back and playing defense there's my my rule with my defense and defensemen have always been this if you're going to go up you better you better get your butt back that's for sure yeah, you're dead right. I mean, Brandon Montour, that's kind of why he was scratched uh, against, um, I think it was the Rangers. Um, you know, Randy Carlos said, look, you know, your first job, you're a defenseman. Your first job is playing defense. You're gonna, you know, you're a talented offensive player. You're going to jump up and, and you're going to go when we give you the green light. Um, I think he's just naturally inclined. If you look at the teams he's played on, you know, in juniors and in the minors, you know, with San Diego, he's kind of been the go-to guy. He's kind of been the, you know, I don't want to say, well, I'll say it, kind of the Eric Carlson of every team he's played on. Montour has been at that level. He's not at that level in the NHL. Uh, it's going to take him years to develop into that kind of player if he ever becomes that player. So, I think he's just got that mindset, you know, where he can kind of take over games, but he can't do that yet in the NHL. And, you know, I think uh, he needs to taper his expectations. But, you know, Josh Manson, like you said, really disappointed in his game last night. That that, uh, that goal, the William Carlson goal, he tries to make a cute little drop pass to nobody. I think he got I think he got a little, little coined on that one. I think the Vegas Knights uh, forward. You know, it was you know as as we all know, a lot of hockey players, you know, when you when you're behind the net or you're by a defenseman, you 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 kind of yell and pretend to be the other team or your teammate. I think he got coined into that a little bit and uh, dropped it right to, to the Vegas Knights and bang bang play to Carlson. So defense needs to shore up a little bit here. I'd like to see Fowler step up more and make more of his plays in the offensive zone. And and you know, he's he's the better player to be doing that kind of green light stuff and you know the rest of the guys need to hunker down and play defense there is i'm 100 percent on board with you on that and i think as montour obviously as an offensive player they traded Vatnin so that montour could be that guy but he's got to pick and choose his spots and 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 you know at at uh, two to one three to one getting later in the game and you're trying to you need a goal there's no doubt you need the defenseman to get into the play and in today's nhl game the the attack has to be three, four guys, and that means the defenseman has to be up in the play. But you cannot, as a defenseman, you cannot be the attacking player. And, and this just kind of this speaks to the forwards as well a little bit. Is that you can when you're when the team is on the attack and the puck is with one of the other players as a defenseman, you cannot be the one driving the net. And I see that so often, so many times with the Anaheim Ducks, where a defenseman is the middle driver, guy driving between the defensemen, and that is not that's that's not good. You know, because yeah. that's that's a hard working job. That's a that's a winger's job. That's a that's a job for Adam Henrique. That's a job for Wagner. That's a job for Kasha. That's a job for Nick Ritchie. That's a job for Logan Shaw. That's a job for Raquel. 
those are the kind of guys you want driving, being the middle driver and driving the between the defensemen and really pressing the attack like that. If you have a defenseman that's doing that, your team's in deep trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a sign of you know, kind of out of sync playing, and um, I mean, it's, it should always be a three forward rush, and then a, and then a, and then a fourth guy if you need him trailing, and the Ducks. You know, the, you know, what I've just been kind of, you know, questioning uh, you know, coming out of the management and the coaches' mouths is every time we play a fast team, it's always, you know, oh, well, they play a very fast, you know, very fast-paced game. It's different from our game. The whole NHL's playing the fast game. I mean, when are the Ducks going to buy into that and start teaching the players to play north-south hockey? Um, you know, they're, they're effective players down low. I understand the cycle game. I, I you know, I, I get it that it opens up opportunities, but in today's NHL, every every year it gets more and more goals are scored on rushes. Um, you don't see these two or three, you know, well, not two or three, but you don't see these one to two minute shifts anymore down low, as we saw maybe ten years ago, grinding guys out, and you know, a guy sneaks into the slot and buries one. You know, it's a, it's a lot scored on the rush and uh, I think the Ducks have the skill set to do it they just don't have the coaching uh, mindset well I think if you look at the minutes across the board for the whole team everybody got a decent amount nobody was under 10 minutes and I think that's that's where the Ducks have to improve I think whoever that fourth line is should be around eight or nine minutes you know, and some nights, and depending upon the team, maybe seven, seven minutes, eight minutes, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. And when you have your fourth liners over ten minutes, over eleven minutes, up to twelve minutes, that's when I, I don't think you're getting your top players on the ice enough. And if they can't be on the ice, then they got to get in better shape for whatever you know. They, 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 they better get to the to the gym and get get their workouts in or they better get on the bike and before the game and after the game because those are the guys that got to be counted on Nick Ritchie needs to lay off the Dunkin' Donuts, man. I mean, this guy, he came into camp in great shape. Um, Dunkin', and, Don- and Dunkin Donuts in Orange County now, by the way. <laughs> you do? Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to franchise that and bring it to the West Coast. And I thought it was big, big money. There's no, because there's no, there's no Dunkin' over there. I think it's, you know, we're not going to start a Dunkin' Starbucks debate here, but I think Dunkin's better. <laughs> I think their coffee's better value. They're Just here. throwing it out there. Dunkin' Donuts is here. The only thing that's not here is a uh, Timmy Hortons. Oh, well, that'll be the day when the Canadians come marching in. But uh, Richie, man, he's a dude. He's a good player. We drafted him tenth overall, or uh, yeah, wasn't it tenth overall back in 2011 or something? And uh, you know, this kid, he he's a very talented goal scorer. Um, he's just not getting it done in, in, in this season. And, you know, he's effective when he's banging bodies. He's not hitting people anymore. I, I, the one quote I like from Kessler after the game last night, and maybe this is what he'll bring, you know, more than anything, is he said, you know, we played, we played, we've been playing pretty soft, and it's time for us to start playing mean. And, uh, you know, that's when the Ducks are effective. Gesloff, Kessler, Perry, you know, when, it, when, it, when all the boys are going and they're, they've got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. 
you know, we know how to play hockey. And Richie's one of those guys who, when he gets angry, he plays his best game. So guys like that, he's going to need to own that fourth line left wing spot. And, you know, he can really make an impact if he's playing 10 minutes a night and and he's an effective guy and he's leading that line, you know, chip in a goal a week or something like that for the rest of the season, you know, then then his job is done. There's not a lot of... You take a look at, speaking of Kessler, you take a look at his time on the ice. He's at sixteen twenty-seven for his first game back. I know, and I heard a conversation about this the other day about whether you know what kind of minutes Kessler was going to get when he got back. And I think one thing that people don't realize is that game shape is a lot different than just being in shape and, and skating in practice. There's a whole different level of being in shape when you're in a game versus if you're practicing on a regular basis, which is where Ryan Kessler's been. So to expect him to play 16 minutes and to be at the top of his game is very difficult. It's going to be it's going to be a while before he can get to 17, 18, 19, 20 minutes is where he should be when it comes to time on the ice. Yeah, he's you know he's he's going to take a while to get into that. He he looks like he's in terrific shape, but as you say, you know, reading the plays, managing your your minutes in your defensive zone, um, you know, making making the changes at the right time. You know, if you if you get caught out there for an extra twenty or thirty seconds, your neck shift is going to be a little bit tougher, you know, and, and it just kind of builds up. So it's making those reads, you know, that that kind of gets you into game shape and. Uh, yeah, I like the way Kessler was skating last night. He looked he he looked fleet of foot. You know, he looked he looked nice, and it, it's it's very comforting to hear him say that you know he's he hasn't felt this way in in five years. Uh, you know, maybe more. So, what's well, probably yeah. it's going to take him a good one to two weeks to really get back to yep. shape. And just think about where the guys are. If this was the beginning of the season, it'd be one thing, but it's in the middle of the season. These guys are in uh, in game shape. We no, we played thirty eight games. Thirty eight games. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm way off. Thirty eight games. It, it feels it feels like twenty five. <laughs> So 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 thirty thirty eight games. That's that's a lot of time to get into game shape and then to even advance it even further. So you know he, Kessler's got got a way to go. But I got I got a bone to pick like with with Randy Carlisle because I just don't think that Kevin Waugh should have been in the lineup last night. I where. And I know he's had some talks about it. He's trying to figure it out where he would fit in the lineup. And quite frankly, I just think he's he's on his way back to he's on his way to San Diego. He's yeah. He's not he's not going to be a top six guy. And and if they, and we talked about this before, he cannot be in the lineup unless he's a top six guy. And if he's in our top six, we're in trouble. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I think especially once Perry comes back, Perry's going to be back next week, um, likely. So you know, I think I think Wa will be you know, spending the rest of the season in San Diego. I love the way he's played. He has really great potential, but he's just not there yet. You know, send him down to the minors, let him score twenty goals in in, in San Diego, and you know have a boatload of confidence. Heck, you know have a run at the Calder, uh, the Calder Cup down in in. Um, in the minors and and you know let him let him lead that squad it'll grow him you know it's kind of like uh magna jacob magna he's a good player he could play in the ducks lineup you know but he's not going to play every night so they sent him back to the minors to to get some good playing time and you know a guy like wa is uh you know you're you're right in saying that he, he's a top six guy. When you put him, he was on the third line last night with Henrique and, and Silverberg for a little bit. He just kind of looked like he was out of sorts. Um, you know, he's he needs he needs to play with a guy like Getzloff, which is, you know, I think a lot of people would like to play with a guy like Getzloff, but you can't do that every night. You need to bring your own game. 
Um, and you know, he's he's just not bringing it to the level we need right now. So I don't know. I I think I I wouldn't rule out a trade here. You know, between now and the deadline for Murray to kind of get like a depth winger on on the third line, a guy that the guy that sticks out to me. I'm not saying we get him, but a guy that kind of filled that role when he played with Bruce was uh, Chris Stewart. You know, came in for the Ducks and he had a solid season and and was a guy that didn't play consistently, but when he was on his game, he was very effective on that third and fourth line. So. I think we're missing a guy like that. Um, you know, Richie could be that guy, but he's not stepping up. So something something needs to fill that role, and, and Wah is not going to be the guy. How about the play of William Carlson last night? Yeah, I mean, he's a stud. You know, this guy number is... Number one star. Is, 16 minutes on the ice, and he's a number one star. He's all over the ice. He's... Uh, I think, you know, this is a little bit of a bold prediction here, but I think you'll see the C slapped on his chest next season. Um, he's a guy that's a young guy. He's he's kind of, he kind of just defines Vegas right now. I mean, he's a guy that's kind of been lost in the woodwork of a lot of teams, played pretty well for Columbus, wasn't terrific, comes to Vegas as a 24, 25-year-old guy. And he's having the season of his career. He's got, I think, 17 or 18 goals now, maybe more. He had a goal last night. Maybe it's 19. Um, and he's a first-line centerman. And he's really – he's he, you can just tell the poise and the confidence that he has right now. Um, you know, no, nobody's nobody's playing better than him on Vegas. And I'd, I'd love to see it, honestly. You know, I remember I remember watching Wild Bill when he scored his first uh, first goal with the Ducks and, you know, and, and – in Philadelphia and, and he was playing in the shootout and he's a you know young hype around this kid but who knew that he would turn to Vegas and be their number one guy I mean it's a great story uh, just like the Vegas Knights are a great story and kind of just kind of just writes it all over for him I love it I think Alex Tuck was a huge presence on the ice last night he made a lot of power moves to into the zone to the net those type of plays that were really important at getting them some offensive opportunities throughout the game Yep, talks another guy. They have great chemistry together. Um, it's it's fascinating to see how quickly guys can come together on that team and then just kind of put things together. But well, well, he was really he was really. We talked about in previous podcasts. We talked about that situation with the Wild. They exposed him, and Vegas was all over it. And I think Minnesota made a huge blunder letting him go. I you know as a young player, he's just coming into his own. He's just figuring out the NHL game. He's got so much skill with his size. He's he's another he's he's in the mold of a Corey Perry Ryan Getzloff type of player. Yeah, and and he's a guy that's going to be you know up there with with Wild Bill for the Vegas Knights for a long time. You know, I think they're going to be franchise players for that for that team. Um, and you know, they're kind of they're looking at a guy like Neil who's you know on the downslide of his career. I mean, he's playing great, but look, look Neil's thirty four, thirty five. He's got limited years left in this league. As much as they can take from him before he leaves, they're going to use that for the rest of their career uh, and, and be solid players in the NHL. So several games across the NHL last night. Uh, the Minnesota Wild do win last night in Minnesota. They beat the Dallas Stars four two. The Bruins beat the Senators five one in Boston. Devils beat the Wings. Keep their winning ways going. They beat the Wings 3-1 in Jersey. Islanders win at home in OT against the Sabres 3-2. Penguins win in a shootout. That's a good win for them over the Blue Jackets 5-4 in a shootout. Hurricanes beat the Canadians 3-1. Predators. How about those Canes? They're they're flying this year. Yeah, they they keep on going. 
And then uh, Predators beat the Blues in St. Louis 2-1. to one. Jets continue their winning ways, or get, well, actually they get off the snide a little bit, and they win. They beat the Oilers 4-3 in Winnipeg. The Rangers beat the Capitals 1-0 in a shootout at MSG. And then the Coyotes beat the Avalanche, which is, it's, you know, it's almost uh, comical. It, you know, those team, those two teams are, are fighting and battling uh, each other. Uh, and I think both of us have expressed our opinions about how much we like some of the players on both those teams. It just They just can't find their way out of it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Avs are playing a, a great year right now and, and another surprising kind of... Uh, kind of team but hey Arizona got to hand it to them they played pretty well and you know they're 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 trucking along you know they're at the they bottom of the league players but... let's face it they got some good young players and if they can get that thing together and maybe find a couple of pieces to the puzzle that they they could they could I'm not saying they're going to be a contender but they they definitely going to cause some teams some problems Clayton Keller one of my favorite players in the league this year Isn't I mean he, he is he is fun to watch man so quick but he he's in the mold you talked about it before how much speed is an important aspect of this game and you watch so many of these young players that are coming into the league right now and a player like Clayton Keller Johnny Goodrow guys like that both Americans uh, that that are coming into the league and providing this speed and this attack they're not huge dominant size type players but they have so much speed and so much skill that they just get things done yeah and and these kind of guys are going to be the future of the league and you know it's uh it's it's fun to watch these kids. A guy, a guy like Austin Matthews, who's from Arizona, kind of has all the skill and, and speed of Johnny Gaudreau and Keller, but he puts it all together with with a six foot two frame, and he's he is the mold along with McDavid. That is just like that's going to be the phenoms from now on. You know the Crosbys and, and the uh, and like you know I was going to say Getzloff, but I, can't, I don't know if you can put those two together. But well, th- those kind of superstars well, he are coming out. Patrick Kane kind of led the way to that style yep. to that yep. level. He's not an overly big guy, but he has that speed and that skill that you get a puck to that guy like that and they are very dangerous. They get the job done. They get they make great passes. They can get the puck in the back of the net. They can get themselves time and space with their feet. And that's what those guys do is that they can get a step or two on a player and they get it, get themselves enough room to be able to make a play whether it's a shot to the net or a pass to somebody else, whether it's in the D zone, neutral zone or in the offensive zone. When they when they can use their feet to get space, those kind of players are really effective in the NHL. So the Ducks Friday night, the next game uh, in in Anaheim, we have the next seven games. Are we playing against Pacific Division opponents? So you cannot understate how important these games are, and it all kicks off Friday night again against Calgary Flames. Going to be a big matchup. You know, look for a big rebound game, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a uh, little bit of beef with Calgary. Not so much now since we've we've played them in the playoffs twice and and taking them down, but hey, still going to be a fun game to watch. Well, they're playing good hockey right now, so when you play, it, that's a that's a big swing. A win against a team like that is, is huge points when it comes to the end of the year here and looking for either a an outright playoff spot or a wild card spot. Yeah, and and you know these are all kind of four point games if you think about it. Every game that you win against a division rival, you know it's a, it's a game that they're not winning, and they're it's a game that they don't get points in the standings. So 
Friday will be game two of a three-game homestand. Last night, obviously, started uh, against the Knights, Calgary on Friday, and then Arizona on Sunday before we hit the road and go to Vancouver for Ryan Kessler to return back to the Vancouver Canucks. The, there's no love lost there. I'm sure they'll. Be, I'm sure they'll be booing him when he steps foot on the ice. And juice and juicy Bieksa. I think that'll be fun for him. Um, has he? Uh, yeah, we we played there. He's yep. been on our team, I guess, yep. two years now. So yep. he's he's been back for the return. But it's always fun. I think they all get a little little hyped up for that game so. tonight. Tonight in the NHL, the Golden Knights play the Kings seven o'clock at Staples Center. Bruins travel to the Capitals. Canadians travel to the Lightning. Flyers travel to the Panthers. Leafs travel to the Coyotes. So they're getting a little much needed. Uh, reprieve from the cold that is throughout the upper Midwest of the United States and southern Ontario and Canada. They're getting a ton of cold weather and snow, so they're getting to the desert to, to warm up a little bit. Blackhawks to the Canucks, and then Flames against the Sharks, which is really huge uh, game for us just uh, watching the standings. That's a huge game for us, and, and you know, Sharks two points ahead of us in the standings, Calgary one point behind us, so, you know, don't really, don't really know who we're rooting for here um, I guess I would say Calgary and then we'd have an opportunity to take those two points back on Friday night and then we also play them on the on the second end of uh, back to back so really excited for that game and, and we're going to be ready to go standings wise in the Western Conference Nashville Winnipeg St. Louis in the Central Vegas Kings Sharks in the Pacific wildcard spots are, are looking at uh, Dallas and Minnesota with us at 40 points, one point behind the Minnesota Wild. And then following us at 39 points is Chicago and Calgary. And Colorado is two points behind Calgary at 37 points. And rounding out Edmonton, Vancouver, and Arizona. All right, Ducks fans. Friday night, 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. We got Calgary Flames looking for a rebound goal, a rebound game here, and uh, you know much needed win against the division rival. Tune in. We'll be we'll have one for you Saturday or Sunday morning to recap it and uh, tune into the World Junior Championships, guys. It's a, it's a fun tournament going on right now. Yep. If you want to watch some good hockey right now on the NHL Network, there are games starting like at nine o'clock in the morning and all the way through the day. Uh, you can watch Team Canada, Team. USA battle all the top U20 World Junior teams, and uh, it's just an exciting time of the year when it comes to hockey and a, and a great level of hockey too to watch. A lot of these players are are looking to get to the NHL themselves, so fun to watch. Very exciting. Uh, uh, Canada is two and zero. US is one and zero as they head towards playing the big outdoor game at New Era Field in Buffalo, uh, the first time ever in a World Junior Championship. There'll be an outdoor game, so pretty exciting. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, for, for Ducks fans out there, a lot of our prospects playing, uh, the most notable, Sam Steele, who's, uh, you know, two goals, two assists already, and, and he's playing uh, he's playing great. And obviously it's a, it's a matter of time before we get Sam Steele in our lineup, uh, you know, next year or the year after that. And, you know, he's going to be he's gonna be a franchise guy for he's, sure. He's a, he's a heck of a player. You've been listening to Ducks Hockey on Fire with Coach P and Hank. You can catch the Ducks Hockey on Fire at SoundCloud and iTunes. And check us out on our social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 